You're listening to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Missouri is trying to dig its way out of a child care crisis. Elisa Nelson talks to Representative Brenda Shields of St. Joseph, who led the charge in the Missouri legislature this year to try and increase access to early childhood education options. Let's just start off, uh, Representative, talking about how serious of a problem it is in Missouri. Well, um, you know, we do have a problem in Missouri. Um, um, during COVID, we lost 30% of our child care providers and only 3% have returned. So as you can imagine, that means that we've lost a lot of slots for parents to be able um, to have further, have quality care for their child. In fact, 61% of parents report that they have missed work uh, because of child care issues. And we have 50%, 58% of employers that say that they can't hire um, individuals because they say they can't find a reliable um, quality um, child care for their children. What is it, like uh, 50-something percent of Missouri is in a child care desert or something like that? Does that ring a bell? Yes. Um, I don't have that number right in front of me, but I um, I think it's close to um, 50%. Um, the 50%, if it's not, number's not higher, that, that uh, we have individuals living in a child care desert. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and last year alone, it was reported by the Missouri Chamber of Commerce that that um, our economy suffered by $1.35 billion because of the lack of child care in our state and workers being able to go to work. I mean, those people that wanted to go to work. And that would have equated to about $280 million um, that we would have had at the bottom line of, of general revenue that we would have collected in income tax if those individuals had been able to go to work. So that was why we thought that we could um, put um, – put all these different programs into the budget because they'd be paid for by the collection of income tax from individuals from working. Part of what we had going on this year in the legislature, two things, I think it was about $800 million that the governor had proposed uh, to put in the budget to deal with um, expanding child care and also, I think, universal pre-K or um I'll let you talk about a little bit more you're the expert on this not me so uh am I getting that anywhere in 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 the realm of of correct you're 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 getting it close to in in the realm of um of correct I will say that even though we weren't able to pass um one of the the large pieces of um child care legislation which were child care tax credits um, that would have been supported by our business community. We did get a lot of good things done for children um, this legislative session. You know, the first is that that we um, are going to be able to provide universal pre-K um, for children their year before they go to kindergarten for all those children that are 185% of the federal poverty level. Um, we put 82 um, million dollars in the budget to be able to provide that. I think that we know that that pre-K. Um, uh, really helps make sure that we close that gap for those children that enter kindergarten. We know that that a majority of those children will all be ready um, ready to learn and reading where they need to read at a third grade level because, you know, the first three years of school, you learn to read. The, the remainder of your life, you read to learn. So we know that we will really um, reduce the amount of dollars that we have to spend on remedial reading. Um, we know that it really helps um, with their social-emotional development if they're able to have um, pre-K. So we are just really excited that, that we're going to be able to offer this for, for parents who want to participate. Nothing is required. It's for parents who want to participate, and they'll be able to participate if they're at 185% of the federal poverty level. 
that's a big win for Missouri. We have not done that in the past, and this is a big win for Missouri and Missouri's children and Missouri's families. The other thing that we were able to do is we were able to increase the subsidy levels. Um, we did a market rate study in 2022, and we found out that our um, subsidy levels were anywhere between 21 and 25 percent of market rate. And we added an additional $78 million to the budget so that we could bring um, our market rate up to 58% um, of the market rate value, which will provide subsidy. This will allow a lot of parents to be able to go back to work and to be able to find childcare um, at a much more affordable rate for them. A lot of childcare providers are willing to um, provide childcare at the subsidy rate. If not, um, they might charge parents, but at a very minimal amount to be able to make up that difference that the subsidy doesn't cover. So um, both of these um, actions will allow parents to to go to work if they so choose. I always say it's about an option. It's not for requiring parents to go to work, but I believe that parents, and, and we know that women share the brunt of the, the, the child care, the lack of child care and their ability to get to go to work. And so we know that if we're able to provide these options, women have can have that choice if they need to stay at home for their family or if they need to go to work to help provide for their family. Being able to offer universal pre-K to the underprivileged population, I think is is really, it's great. I think it's, my hope is that someday we'll be able to increase um, those pre-K opportunities for all of those children that um, their year before they enter kindergarten. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that all parents deserve that opportunity. Um, we'll get there. You know, once again, it's not something that you can take maybe all one big bite of the apple at once um, or consume the apple. We're just taking a small bite of the apple to get there. But, you know, this is a great start. I mean, we've been talking. I've been involved in the um, early child care arena for probably 20 years now. And, um, and so I'm really excited that this year we're able to get that universal pre-K Um, across the finish line in the budget. And part of, I think, um, some of the access has to deal with the pay of those uh, child care workers, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I don't think they make very much money now. And and they obviously love their job, but yet, you know, sometimes you got to make tough decisions despite what you love to do in life. And so my question here is, is what we have done in the budget with child care and pre-K, does it also help to boost the um, the pay of the workers? Um, that what we did for subsidy will help increase the pay for workers. The piece that we weren't, be, um, weren't able to complete was the tax credits for child care, which have, would have really helped increase the pay um, for child care providers. Um, you know, that's why we lost 30% of our child care providers through COVID is, is salaries and fast food and every place else increased so dramatically during that time and directly after that time that a lot of child care providers said, you know, I love watching children, but it's a lot of work. And I can go and work at McDonald's or some other place and make a lot more money and and not have that responsibility of caring for somebody's children. So that's why we need to make sure that we we pay our childcare workers what they deserve. They are watching our most precious commodity in our state. Um, they are helping them grow. It's not just babysitting. It's just not watching. They are they are determining really that child's future because 90% of the brain develops before the age of five. And you can't make that up. It, um, 
it, it really, um, it just kind of falls away. And so that's why children need to be stimulated. They need to have adults talk with them, interact with them, react to them. Um, they don't have to be a little desk learning how to write. That All that learning happens through proper, um, you know, action and reaction. Tell me about your bill. Uh, okay, so this was the tax credits for three things. So child care providers, those who donate to daycare centers, and to businesses that help cover child care costs for their employees. Did I get that right? You did. There, there, were, three, there were three tax credits. Each one was um, capped at um, $20 million per year, um, and each person could only have a tax credit up to $200,000. But I will say what I like best about the tax credits that we had designed is businesses tell us that they can't get people in the door to work because their potential employees and their employees were having child care issues. And this made, um, this made business put the money um, where their mouth is, or I should say that. This made businesses, um, you know, put skin in the game is, I guess, a better way to put that, that um, if they invested in child care first, then this state would invest and give them some of the dollars that they invested back. So it wasn't just the state trying to resolve the problem. It was our businesses and our communities working together to figure out how they could solve the child care crisis. So the first one is a child care contribution tax credit that um, that a business could contribute to a, a child care facility that was licensed or that was um, licensed exempt but registered. Um, and they would receive a um, 75% tax credit back. So if you invested $100, you'd get $75 back um, from the state if you had a tax liability that was that much. These were non-refundable tax credits. So it was if you had a tax liability that you'd get that money back. And we hoped that that would go towards um, staff salaries, training, quality of care, because the quality of care really makes a difference. You know, the next one was one was an employer provided child care tax credit that would really allow businesses to be able to set up cafeteria plans for their employees, and they would have received a a 30% um, tax credit back. Once again, they had a tax liability. And the last one was allow child care facilities to invest in themselves. And we also think that that's really important. Um, They would be able to to keep the the taxes that the – the employee would pay. Um, they would very much like Missouri Works um, program that they would be able um, to, to keep those that that those taxes that they paid, and we hope we give them back to their employees and salary. Um, they could invest in their own um, physical plant or their facility. They could redo a room, and they would also get a third um, percent tax credit back for any capital improvement that they would make in their facilities. Once again, it was all that businesses or the providers were investing themselves before the government became engaged. I want to thank State Representative Brenda Shields for joining Show Me Today. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.